what's up, and welcome to Difficulty Class, a podcast about all things Dungeons and Dragons. I'm one of your hosts, Ali Deichman, and with me this week is Trevor Bettis, and also Wisteria Nekrovich. You there can call me go. Wiz. <laughs> How about that? This week we'll be talking about Tableside Chat with Wiz, our good friend here, and also Pathfinder Two, who she happens to be quite good expert in i would say yeah personally. You know, she's just our gm That's yeah you know. All. you know whatever <laughs> she's spent a lot of time converting yeah. an old campaign into it you know she might know a thing yeah. or two <laughs> as well as answering some listener questions at the end so guys how are how are your games this week <laughs> you start with me yeah yeah why not uh well i only have the one that i'm running <laughs> yeah um you probably already know by now i know you know because i listen to <laughs> uh, i'm converting Curse of the Crimson Throne over to second edition from first edition Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's some stuff going on last (laughs) time. It got kind of intense. A little intense. There was some weird experiments going on with a player's daughter. Oh gosh, it was... It was disturbing in such the best way. That's good. I actually researched like Nazi experiments to get oh, ideas oh for that. God. You know, I kind of had the concept like when you when we were reading out like the, the the journal behind it. I'm like, this sounds like almost too real, or it's like it's like yeah. like more than just fantasy stuff. So it was like in a way it was dramatic in in that sense. So it was, it was pretty cool. I I can. Definitely say I have not looked up Nazi experiments for a D&D game yet. I'm not at your level. Yet. <laughs> yeah, this is my first my first GMing, too, and I'm already right in there. Yeah, right in there. Getting, getting right in there. Um, yeah, the, the, so yeah, we found that, found that note, the, the doctor notes that had the experiment stuff mm-hmm. on it. And it was about halfway through Spencer reading it that I put together. I'm like, oh, crap, this is like Dusty's character's daughter. And then I also realized, oh, God, Eden wrote all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a moment where it clicked. Where I'm like, oh, my gosh, she made this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it, pretty it, cool. And that kind of made it even, like, somehow more grosser, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how. It was just like, oh, God, this was written specifically for us. Oh, God. Because oh, yeah. it, it was it was visual. <laughs> Some visual writing. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the What was the term? Unlocking the skin was Unlock the most flesh. was the most <laughs> that was yeah. so oh my god skin crawly there thing. There are some weird words yeah. I use to describe things. And well, like yeah, you don't even think about it until after you get the context of it either. Afterwards, you're like, oh, unlocking. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite w- word I put in there though was a uh, marinade. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> so for wrong. some reason that made it like more personal. <laughs> Like, less doctor's notes, more like, these are my own personal notes. Yeah. Because <laughs> no doctor would use the word marinade. No. <laughs> yeah. And if they do, run. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just going to let you sit in this room for a bit and marinate. I mean, wait, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> also, if your doctor talks like that, also run. <laughs> also run. But, I mean, like, I had a lot of fun in that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was scary as Got hell, which is, shit. which is cool, like being inside of like a horror actual like segment of a campaign that's pretty fun <laughs> yeah i mean like I, that, that's one thing that i did enjoy about is this like a few weeks ago it's just like we're the heroes we're running around we're fighting shit and this time we're in a tomb and we're like oh god everything is terrible and horrible <laughs> <laughs> and i don't feel good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but yeah um that 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 was it was a fun game uh, that's the only game that I played this week too. Oh. So <laughs> I've yeah. had a couple. That's that. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> um, 
pretty much so like this this hellbound train <laughs> keeps a trucking. Oh, and you're still oh yeah. Essentially, we keep coming at this thing like one train car at a session <laughs> because we only play for like an hour and a half, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like we got to the prison car. <laughs> that was the funniest friggin' thing because they were like. No, we're going to ignore these guys. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're not going to bother with these. I'm like, I mean, you're level 20, but all right, if you don't want to. <laughs> oh my God. And so it's like, I'm going to tell them like afterwards things that could have done like as options. But right now, like, I'm just like, yeah, no, you guys do whichever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just kind of hilarious because they got like such like a pun intended one track mind of mm-hmm. just like getting to the main car because now they know it's actually on the train. And so it's a lot of fun still running that. <laughs> and plus, it's just fun going back to those characters. Um, I, I did j- just remember, we totally had a bookstore game that I completely forgot about. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, on yesterday, Wednesday, I actually ran, we went back to Neverwinter Campaign. Hey! hey! It was actually a lot of fun. Um, I call it the Neverwinter Campaign, however, they're in the abyss. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, right now they're in the abyss right now um hilariously they're all like oh don't we have like that gate like magic item and they're like no we used it during the last boss fight and they're like oh (laughs) (laughs) they're like um it was pretty cool though because they went through a really interesting encounter involving like um you know okay so you know the pilgrims from dark souls 3 yeah yeah so i pretty much had those guys except if uh they looked at you you got drained of health and if you're within 30 feet of them you took five necrotic damage no matter what. Listen, dude, I'm just looking for a few levels to get the dark, <laughs> dark ring on me. Like, so doing that. they were all these like pilgrims and quotes uh, facing this tower. And they're like, well, that must be where we got to go. Oh. And so they went up to the tower and inside they're like, that, but at this point, they thought they were just rocks, like all pointing in one direction. And then when they went inside, Twyla's like, oh, God, there's nasty men on the ceiling. And so she fired Eldritch <laughs> Blast at them. And that's when that was the trigger for everything to attack. (laughs) And so the poor bard had seven withering gazes at her all at once. And so that's seven times 40, 10. And that's save. You only get half damage, too. So it's not like save or nothing. So the woman took 113 damage in one turn. (laughs) They're level 20. Oh, God. They're level level 15 right now. Oh, okay. So they were like, yeah, she went down. She would have, though. However, she had death ward on her, so she had one HP. Thankfully, she's like, I'm staying outside. You guys handle this. (laughs) (laughs) And, And like they were going through some like like white knuckles kind of situation that entire fight to where the point where Saphir is like, I'm about to go down too. We need to leave. And so they're like trying to retreat and Twyla's like opening up the portable hole saying, everyone get inside. We're just going to fly out of here. And, and like eventually Valindra, who's still there. Oh yeah, that's right. Was not doing anything to help until this point. She's like, she rolls her eyes and she's like, fuck you guys get in this 20 foot radius area. I'll save your asses. So she does gl- sphere of invulnerability around them. Oh my she god, she bubble six- shields. Yeah, she she bubble shielded them for like <laughs> a minute. And she's like, do what you need to buff yourselves up. And then they do. And so she's like, okay, was it worth it? Because <laughs> they eventually get through the room. And they do. They find another shard. This is for all my fellow Destiny fans. She's Saint-14 to them. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, 
And so afterwards, it was re- pretty neat because the players were all like, that was spooky, Allie. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't know if you were going to make it past that. And I'm like, you know what? That's the abyss. This is kind of what my goal was. And they're like, well, your goal achieved. <laughs> I feel like my if I had been in that group, it, w- it could have been just a cartoon because I would have figured out what those rock things were. I'm like, oh, it's fine, guys. We can go talk to these people. They all turn and look at me. Everything's terrible. <laughs> Hilariously, Spencer was the one who's all like, Oh, like Dark Souls 3. And I'm like, I kind of glance at him like, yeah, kind of like Dark Souls 3. And I keep going. Because <laughs> it's like I mentioned, it kind of looks like these rocks that are smooth on top. But they kind of have like jagged bottoms, something similar akin to like fingers or toes pointing out. And so it was like, oh, like someone bowing down, like, oh, like Dark Souls 3. I'm like, yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> and I just kind of kept going. <laughs> but um, yeah, so those, those are my personal games. They were they were pretty fun. Good. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. My, I'm, I'll, I'll quickly brush over my bookstore game. I wrote a lot of stuff that they skipped over by hijacking a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> but I still got to have a Hydra Misty step, so that was fun. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing makes you, it makes me happier as a DM than seeing players freak out when a giant monster Misty steps. That's always like if you want to surprise your players, <laughs> Misty step is a great way to do that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move over to some broadsheets. Yeah. We got a couple things. Uh, the Young Adventurer's Guide, the Wizard and Spells book has been released. Uh, that's the book series for kids. And I'm freaking thrilled to get this for my nephews because they continue to love D&D. And it makes me feel great as an mm-hmm. uncle and that I've succeeded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of famous names in there. Like, I think Mordekainen's in there, too, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot. There are a lot of big people in here. I, yeah. I, oh, man, it'd be really cool if they put Valindra in there. And then I can scare my nephews at some point by having Valindra pop up. Uh, <laughs> I love these kind of books because they introduce characters that you could be like, oh, I know this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Especially no. without having to go through like the slog fest that, that Faerun lore is. Because I've been going through that the past few days and <laughs> it's it's a lot. Do you, have you listened to uh, Lore You Should Know? No, I don't. No. Um, I think they cut it out onto YouTube, but during Dragon Talk, their podcast week, mm-hmm. weekly one, uh, Greg Tito, usually it's with Chris Perkins. They sit down and Chris just info dumps <laughs> all of this stuff about a specific topic oh, on cool. Greg Tito and the listeners. And I think they broke that out into a YouTube series, um, but it's really good. Like that's how I initially learned what the hell the Zentarum were. <laughs> Cause I just read about them. I'm like, all right, they're sure. got a weird name. And then like Chris Perkins info dumped all that. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll check that out. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Briv Steel Marrow uh, in his trusty companion Flump. Yeah. Uh, is coming to Idol Champions now. Yes. I thought it was next week, but I checked my Idol Champions no, and it's now. It's this weekend. <laughs> Live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go get a new champion and uh, continue. Because I think this, the, are these still all from High Rollers? I think so. I think so. Oh, gosh. So yeah, you can, you can keep filling out your High Rollers team. Um, this part, I, the next one I really love, there is a DMs Guild branded shirt. It's Ooh. got the big DMs Guild logo on it. Uh, but all of the, uh, but a portion of the proceeds is going to Extra Life. Oh, how fun. Which is, again, another one of those foundations that I freaking love and want to support as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And this is a really cool one because you can, you know, it works for if you are a <coughs> author on DMs Guild or if you just like DMs Guild or if you just want to support Extra Life. There's a lot of good ways in there. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I, I like the I like that logo. Um, <laughs> so go grab yourself a shirt and go help Extra Life. Last but not least, um, I'm only 
putting this in here because I didn't know about it forever on. So I want people to actually know this time. Mm -hmm. If you pre-order Wild Mount on D&D Beyond, you actually get some character frames that oh, go hey. around your, your portrait. And some of them are animated and they look cool. And I didn't know that until... Quite a long time after Eberron came out that I had <laughs> I was going to say, I think you could do that for the other books too, right? Not all of them, but there's a there's a few of them that have that. And so this one, this is yet another one. And there's a lot of really cool frames in there and they look neat and I want them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so if you've um, been on the fence about pre-ordering it, maybe I'll make you do it. I don't know. It's up to you. You, you do you. <laughs> Uh, Dungeon oh. Keep. What? I have one more thing. Oh. Yeah, because I actually... Breaking news. Yeah, it's not breaking news. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Gale Force 9 also announced that they're doing D&D character token sets. Excuse me? Yeah, so essentially it's like... You have my attention. Character cheat sheets, but um, I think they kind of look like they're magnetic or not. I'm not sure exactly what Ooh. they are. But essentially they have them for the Bard, for the Barbarian, Paladin, and the DM token set. So essentially it gives like the brief overview of everything that the character sheet would have, but then they oh. also have tokens that could represent like things you've used. Huh, and so it looks so far like a pretty cool, fast way to have like a, just a cheat sheet on your table in yeah. front of you. Yeah. Because like in the bard one, there is the inspirational one. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool looking into that. Um, <laughs> I like the dying token. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Wow. Those are really, cause I remember they did something, Similar to this during fourth edition. Yeah. Um, this looks a lot better. I like this. Yeah, this one looks a lot more streamlined, and especially I mean it's fifth edition too, so it's it's gonna it's be a more a little, streamlined. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, gonna, it's a more yeah. streamlined game. Yeah. But that's it, true. That's it definitely fair. looks like it'd be something that I might personally look into because I love having just here's your simple character sheet. And if it's even like and if they've done it anyway, if they're laminated similar to how their beast cards are, then you can write on them with expo markers, no problem. And that mm -hmm. would be so nice. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Sp speaking of how complicated 4th edition is, I'm so sorry, Was that I had <laughs> that I thought it would be great to throw you into a 4th edition game for your first time at level 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fine. I was just so happy to be in a game because I had wanted to play D&D, like, since middle school. And I had friends that played, too. And sometimes I would ask, and, like, no one would let me oh. play. Oh. Even, like, I, I had a boyfriend in high school. He was trying to get a game together, and he didn't have enough players. And I was like, me, me. Come on, I want to play, and he still wouldn't let me. Oh my so god, that's totally rude! Yeah. Don't do that. Hey, that's toy friends. Nice. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> significant others in general don't do that. Like that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's still at the same time though. Twelfth level fourth edition was kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that is rough. I still had fun though. Good. Um, dungeon keeping. Uh, Wild Mount review is this month. Yeah. Send in your questions, your opinions, your thoughts, your concerns, all your little things about Wild Mount to difficultyclass at gmail .com, and we will talk about them on the episode. And, yes. You know, unless they're you know really messed up somehow. Um, <laughs> just don't do that. Just don't send a messed up message. Um, but yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Comes out next week. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's sooner than you think. <laughs> Good God, this month is flying by. Um. All right, Champions Loot Time. Yeah. Go download Idle Champions and uh, put in this code and you get a free gold chest on us. Mm -hmm. This week's code is A-V-I-D-K-O-B-S-A-R-C-H. Go download Idle Champions, get a free chest, and then take a screenshot and send us what you got. Because we want to see it. So get yeah, cool stuff. Get some cool stuff. Yeah. You know, every time that we have the Champions Loots on here, I kind of look at 
what words they make and they kind of just make me giggle every time <laughs> avid Cobb's arch <laughs> i just want to say them out loud every time because it's just like Cobb's arch. <laughs> we, we should start doing that like just to mess with people like all right we're just gonna say what it says <laughs> oh god and you gotta figure out what it spells oh no oh, that'd be mean <laughs> clive i think clive would get really mad at me <laughs> for metal champions if i did that <laughs> Um, but that is it from our for our opening portion of the show. Yeah. And now, Wiz. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hi. You make stuff. I make. Yeah, I make stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to our tabletop chat. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good show. <laughs> um. So, for people who don't know who you are, because they don't see us retweet you all the time. True. Um. <laughs> who are you? Uh, I'm Wiz. I opened a shop, an Etsy shop, for tabletop stuff. That was my theme. Mm -hmm. um, that was January of last year now. Oh, my God. Which is weird. Yeah. And right now, <laughs> I'm having the one-year anniversary of my first sale. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Took three months to sell something, which actually was faster <laughs> I was than I was say. expecting. Yeah. I was not expecting to, like, sell anything. I just kind of <laughs> opened the shop for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get the, the doing something for fun thing. I mm -hmm. Actually, that's it was in January? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So the uh, Dungeon Driver also started in January. We both did creative yeah. things last year. That's yeah, weird. around the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, the, that, that's, an, that's crazy, though, that you did a year ago. It took three months. Like, do you know what the average is for people that start no a shop? No idea. No idea? That's, no I'd idea. love to find out about that. Because mm -hmm. I know that, like... I've thought about making stuff like when Etsy first started, I was like, I could make things. I can't make things. <laughs> this is the easiest okay, thing you say I can do because I, like, I talk a lot. You see some stuff on there and people buy it. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I'm like, why? <laughs> uh, I feel the same way about podcasts sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's a whole website dedicated to it called Regretsy. I don't know what? if you knew about that. <laughs> I yeah. did not. It's did... been a while around for a oh, while. Oh my god, I need to look at like this. It's like really weird and terrible <laughs> things that you can find on Etsy and that's that's that site. I need to Ooh. see this. <laughs> yeah. That's it. so 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 what was what was the first thing that you made? Like what was the um, thing that called you I need I need to be made? Like when I opened the shop? Yeah. The first thing I made was a dice book. It was and it Was had that the, really the first thing you did? Yeah. Wow. Dice book with the it had like a I called it the necromancer design. It had the skulls and the little atomical hearts oh, and yeah. then like roses around the edges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that I, was the thing, first thing I did. Yeah, um I didn't realize that was the first thing that you made for the store. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't realize that. I was there the whole time. I did, <laughs> yeah, I did a couple of those. Um I think next was the Celtic one. And then was the dragon one. I don't know if that's the exact order, but it was like those three for, for a while. And then I started adding like the soap stuff. So I mm -hmm. think I did the beard wash first. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I had the beard, beard balm. Wash. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I just had that for a long time. And then I didn't start adding other stuff until like the fall. Mm -hmm. so. the, that, the book one <clears throat> is was really freaking cool. Like you still sell it. I'm going to say it was like it's in the past. You still sell it. Yeah, it's, um, it's still like my best-selling thing yeah like it, it like the fact that it's like a dice tray a carrier and all that stuff and it's got that awesome little like book hinge and everything i freaking love yeah, that thing it's called a living hinge living hinge that's yeah. such a cool concept god yeah. man that is that yeah. sounds like an awesome celtic rock band <laughs> coming to a stadium near you <laughs> <laughs> living hinge. 
Yes. Yeah, and like honestly, the reason why I went with that design first is just because I I had just seen the living hinge and I just thought that was so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, if you just like put it in the middle of two pieces, it could bend and you could like have a book. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, what if you made the book into a box? <laughs> book box. Book box. <laughs> <laughs> the epiphany happened. Yes. Pe epiphany, epiphany. 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 Yeah. I can't. Almost. Words. <laughs> they're hard. They are. <laughs> <laughs> so you started with the book box and what, what would you, so you kept that one for, you kept it just that for a little while, right? Uh, yeah, for a couple months. I so think. what, what would you say was something that you learned during that time specifically, like probably like around Etsy and stuff like that, that kind of surprised you about it? What surprised me? That's a good question. I don't know if there's, I mean, the only thing that really surprised me is that I had sold stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know, I think I could. Or even, or even about like the process of like making stuff to be sold. Like Wiz now, is there something that you would tell Wiz when she first started out, like about the oh. process of selling on this shop, what she would do? And there's a lot of different nuanced things <laughs> about Etsy that you kind of have to learn. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like you have to learn them on your own. <laughs> <laughs> um, shipping is difficult. Ah, I mean, Etsy makes it easy, which is one of the things I really like. What about do they them. do? I'm, I'm not familiar. Um, well, they have a system where... Uh, It'll calculate the shipping for you. Oh. So that I don't have to figure out how much I should charge for shipping for everyone. You can do that. Sometimes it is better. Um, but most of the time I find that just doing the calculated shipping is good. So okay. that's good. And then you can print labels with them. So that like... Oh, like shipping labels? Yeah, you can print oh, wow. shipping labels with them. And usually it's a little cheaper than if you go to the post office. Oh, that's cool. So then like you get the label, you don't have to go to the post office counter mm -hmm. and you can just print it out at home and box it up and then just put it in the mail. And here That's I thought like with all the podcasts ever, I listened to, to put it in the mail. <laughs> and here I thought with all the podcasts I listened to, you only got that with stamps.com. <laughs> God, I've heard that ad too many times. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, like, making the stuff and, like, w getting it to the customer, like, you, I remember the first time that you got, like, a good review or, like, somebody, like, gave you some kind of good feedback. Yeah. Um, You, like, almost seem surprised about it. <laughs> <laughs> I still always seem surprised oh, about really? it. Oh, really? I think I just downplay my work too much like i always feel like i'm charging too much too i know i'm not yeah i, but I, I looked always at, feel that way i looked at the I, I like looked at your store earlier and i typed in like stuff that was like it mm -hmm. and like yours isn't the the cheapest but you also are making higher quality stuff than those cheaper ones yeah um yeah but it, it's like sitting like nicely right at the middle Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the prices that are above that are insane. Like the kind like, of crazy. The, the prices go up exponentially. Yeah, yeah. like you yeah. have you have the the D twenty soap, right? And which I just I freaking love. Yeah. <laughs> one of, uh, and all the aside, scents are amazing. <laughs> real quick aside, one of my favorite things about you doing like the soaps and everything <laughs> is the fact that when we go over and play at your house, I get to use them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the extras. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like I just I just got done rolling a D twenty. I go into the bathroom and wash my hands. D twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so but like your your price is like i was like nine dollars i think it was 
Yeah. Yeah, and then like Which is so good. Yeah, because like and it's literally at the middle because the cheapest one is like four, which I'm like, what are you making that out of? And then yeah. like the most expensive is like sixteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like pretty much right at the middle. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed about the soaps in particular, like I don't know why, but there are so many listings where they don't tell you the size of the soap. And there's no indication in the pictures That's how big strange. it is. So it's like, if this one is $3, is it like this little teeny tiny? Like, is like the it size of an actual T20? <laughs> <laughs> and if this one is 16 is it large or is it like they just have really nice I'm going to be honest. I kind of want to try and wash my hands with a D20 size soap. <laughs> I feel it like it would like just disappear like after the second wash. <laughs> we fumbling with it all the time. Like we already throw our dice around. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> just imagine just throwing a wet D20 that's slippery. <laughs> you know, wet D20 is not a pleasant thing to hear. <laughs> no, it's not, is it? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No, no, it doesn't. Um, so what, what's, what would you say is... The thing that you are most happy with coming out of doing this? Mm, getting to make stuff that I want to make. Being creative. Yeah. 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 Oh, we can relate. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything I have in the shop or I'm planning to have in the shop where it isn't something that like I want. So I'm I'm kind of almost just making stuff that I want. You should 100% do and that. And then make extras so that other people can have it too. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It, it. You should rename the shop Wiz's Extras. <laughs> <laughs> extras. Is extra Wondrous Extras? Wiz's okay. Wonder. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Wiz's Wondrous, wondrous <laughs> Extras. I I I almost, I might use that in the game. Um, <laughs> A little, a little like outlet shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. Let, outlet, let, yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let's do another fun aside for this. So, Wiz is is not your real name, which no. which is I think a smart thing to do. The more I do podcasting stuff, the more I go. God, I really wish I didn't use my real name. Because <laughs> like we're we're I, I'm gonna do a podcast with my siblings coming up, and we mm-hmm. want to keep for the most part all of them pretty anonymous aside from their first name mm-hmm. and i was like i can't <laughs> i'm pretty there um but it and whiz the character mm-hmm. came from our curse of strahd game yep and when you said her full name at the beginning, I went, oh, that's right. She does have a full name. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt really bad because I'm like, I was her DM. I forgot. <laughs> I actually didn't have a full name at the time. Oh, really? I no, I didn't come up with the full name until later. Oh, you told me she has a full name. Yeah. But I, like, never... I knew okay. she had one, but that I hadn't come better. up with it yet. So it was just kind of like sitting in the background. I feel like I did more work developing Wiz after starting the shop than <laughs> I did like in the game. <laughs> oh, I understand the game, that. It was just like, yeah, she's a necromancer and she's like Woody from Psych. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> and that, that's as it. soon as you said that, I fell in love with that character. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> there were so many good jokes with the, with the, the body bag magic item where she's just like peeking up over a wall holding up the body bag. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Why are you holding a body bag? (laughs) What What body bag? Huh? (laughs) The body bag? This is my sleeping bag. And and I've actually um, used Wiz since that game. Since since Curse of Strahd. I've I've had her as 
a I've kept a lot of the stuff that you've told me about her. Like she's a lich now and everything like yeah. that. So like uh in my Dragon Heist game, they actually um met with you mm-hmm. because they needed an item. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And it was really that is great. my specialty now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was. You you're still in Barovia, I think. I didn't actually give like a concrete thing, but in my head I was like, oh, she's still in Barovia, like I, doing I, magic yeah. shit. Yeah, I got a magic shop down there. Yeah. <laughs> Barovia with its nice views and pleasant weather. You wanted yeah. to stay. <laughs> I keep wanting to do something with Barovia, but eventually I will. And guess who will show up? <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. But no, I I I loved I loved that concept, not not just because you used a character that was in a game I was running, but I loved the concept of taking your D D character and making them the face of your store. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, that's really a brilliant idea. Um, Cause like, like it, it, it would be like, it's like the times where wizards of the coast is like, Oh, we're promoting this new thing. So we're going to have Volo do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone gets really behind that and everything. And I think that's something that I, I mean, obviously I know you, <laughs> we've been yeah. friends for a long time. So your <laughs> stores for me separated from the rest, yeah. but even beyond that, like having, it be Wiz's shop and you have the icon and you, mm-hmm. you have like the character art and you're doing a cosplay right now of your of yeah. your character. So excited it's it's it is a <laughs> it is a big difference between what most other stores are doing. And I, I think that's really cool. Like I, I, I don't really over here just be like, oh you're so great, but I just I thought it was cool. <laughs> no, I hadn't actually thought of that. I guess it is, huh? Almost everyone else has their name on it. Yeah. Or or just like a store name or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah. like you have a character. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, I think that's really neat. Yeah, there... I, I did actually have my name on the store initially, um, and then I decided later that I didn't want that because, like you said, my idea was that she was the face of the store. It's her store. Yeah, yeah. and I felt like having my name there took away from that. It, it, it muddles so the message. So that's why, that's why I got rid of it. Really, like, just so it was like, no, it's Wiz. It's Wiz's store. When I message people. Because they have questions or something, I'm talking as we, <laughs> which can get a little weird sometimes. But they seem down with it. <laughs> talking about body bags and yeah. zombies and shit. I love yep. that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, I, I I blanked. I had another thing and then it went away. I got a question for you. Okay. What kind of, what kind of tools do you use? Kind of tools. Oh, hey, that's, yeah. well, what a great idea. Because like I know that you've built these these boxes and the soaps and such, but I mean like there's so many different routes that you can take doing those things. That's <laughs> true. Um well with the boxes, I took the laser cutter route mm-hmm. because I'm crippled. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time using big heavy tools and stuff and I needed something where I could still be creative and make things that I like but not have it be too labor intensive. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have the laser cutter. And thankfully I have access to that. I was yeah. going to say, did you get your own or how did that start? That's my sister's laser cutter. sister's? Okay. Yeah. Actually thinking about it, a lot of the stuff that I have is my sister's or was from my sister. Mm. Like the laser cutters from her, the D20 mold that I started using, those were hers, which is weird because she doesn't play D&D. I don't know why she had those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she did. Okay. She had two sets of the old Think Geek D20 cake molds, and that's what oh, I used for my she, soap. Oh, she because she made someone a cake with that once, didn't she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But, I don't know. She had it because. But now it's now, a soap mode. Yeah. That, that, that works yeah. perfectly. And apparently, you can't really find those anymore. No, because yeah, things are shut down. Yeah. yeah. 
Oof. <clears throat> Oof. Yeah, so boxes, I use the laser. And I really like using the laser. I know some people don't like the that kind of look. Like the, the burnt wood edge. Well, yeah. you, yeah. well, you can stain change it, though. It, you know? Yeah, you can change it. Yeah, when I do the book boxes, I stain it first, actually. Oh, really? And then I cut it, yeah. Because that way, um, you know, I offer the painted detailings. Mm -hmm. That way I can keep the masking paper on. Yeah, as and an paint aside. it and then pull it off so that there's no paint like all over the stained wood. Once again, I love this is it why when Trevor you make things. I love it when you post the the, the peeling of the masking oh tape. I know, I need to do more satisfying. Of those. Yeah, that th those are those are nice. Like like the next time <laughs> yeah. you do that, you yeah. should also post it to our satisfying <laughs> or odd, oddly satisfying. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, that, that those are nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time you get like a new piece like appliance, you're just like <laughs> just like, oh god so satisfying i found out the fridge that we've had for a year still had that on so i had the immense pleasure of peeling nice. off that plastic See, i knew it did <laughs> but i didn't say anything because i'm like nah they totally know <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that i you made a store and it's real cool <laughs> yeah i made a store and like the reason why i made the store was kind of just for fun like i had just gotten out of school um, and I, I have a degree in teaching for those of you who don't know, it's, it's a double major art in teaching. I want to teach art. <laughs> I do teach art. It'd be weird if you were like, I got a degree in art and teaching and I decided to teach science. <laughs> yeah. People do that all the time. That's so fucking weird. Yeah, to teach high school, you don't have to have a degree in, that in the subject. subject. You just have to pass the test for that subject. Mm -hmm. I know. I remember mm. some yeah. of my friends who graduated from college were like, oh yeah, I went to school for this. But then when I got a job at high school, they were like, hey, can you teach math? And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was kind of just like looking for jobs and waiting to hear back from things. And that takes a while. So mm -hmm. I was like, I need to do something in the interim because mm -hmm. if I'm not doing something, I go nuts and I need to be creative. So why don't I just open a shop? Yeah. And then it like, it all kind of came together and fit in place. And then after a while I was like, you know what? I think I kind of just want to keep doing this. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And like, you didn't just make a shop too. Cause you've also kind of started making your own little community too. Because you have true. like a Discord and everything as well, right? No, not, not anymore. anymore. Oh no, <laughs> it fell through. But that's fine. I'm in other Discords. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm still I'm still like trying to be a really active part of that community. Oh, and see, and I think that's kind of like that's something that I didn't realize was part of like having a shop and everything because that was also before we started our podcast too. Yeah. Was how much effort into social media you kind of have to push through. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I understand. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I really hate social media. I wasn't oh on it God, at all before. Too. Yeah. Like I didn't have any personal accounts except maybe Facebook. And even then I don't use it. It's just it's there. You just have it, yeah. I guess. So yeah, it, it takes a lot of effort for me. Like it, It's funny because like I... I do a lot of social media for our podcasts and stuff. I do social media for other podcasts and stuff. I do social media for actual work. Like I can I put say, on you a get paid. To yeah, do that. <laughs> I can put on a resume that I am a social media director. And if I could pay someone to do our social media, <laughs> I fucking would. Yeah, totally. totally. Every time oh I think about it, I'm like, that's the first fucking thing I'm going to do. As soon as I can hire someone, <laughs> I'm going to hire someone to do social media. 
I mean, like, I'll do all the other stuff. That would make a huge difference too, because you could put all your effort into the creative side of it, yeah. and then someone else can do all the effort yeah. into the advertising part of it. Yeah, it like, does take a lot of time. It does. Time. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, a lot of time. Like I, I've been using Hootsuite for a while, and I've been, I've been slacking on it recently. But like, I, that's what I was using for doing, um, like scheduling posts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so that I, I could have a day to sit down and do all of the social media stuff. So I didn't have to think about it during the week and be like, yeah, Oh, that would time. make a really good post. Mm. Oh, God. Um, because I'm doing so much other stuff that most of the time, which is why like our, our Instagram doesn't do as well because like <laughs> our bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but that is, it's like, I think social media is a very important part of currently being creative and getting your stuff out there. It is the easiest mm-hmm. way to market yourself, but it is also super difficult to get stuff that people want to see. People are going to interact with. Yeah. Because I mean, like even for our, our podcast, like we've gotten to the point where it's like, all right, we'll be happy with how many impressions it gets on Twitter. <laughs> Not how many wow, interactions. Look how many people have looked yeah, at this. Like how many people have passively seen this. <laughs> I don't and... even pay attention to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why people like Instagram straight up took off the likes number. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, we don't want that to be the impression you get out of the social media experience. And it's like, okay, that's helpful. (laughs) We'll still show you how many views your stories get. Yeah. (laughs) Those never seem helpful. No. Yeah. Yeah, It's. I like using them for like the little things that you don't think you need to do a full post for. But stories is really good for when you've already got a community going. Mm-hmm. It's just something a little extra. Yeah. But as far as like the beginning part, like I, um, oh my God, I can't remember their name. They're another Etsy store that does dice molds mm-hmm. and I follow them and they do an amazing job with their Instagram to the point that I'm just like, now nah, you got this unlock. I'm just going to be over here yeah. just <laughs> scrolling. Um, like they did, they did one for, it was these D tens that were supposed to be specific to your, your warlock. Eldritch Ooh, Blast. Oh, that's... are you talking about the Pact Stones? Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arcanist Armory. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Um, and they I did, love that shop. <laughs> they did an amazing Instagram post where they lined it up so that three of the images would be next to each other when you looked at their profile, and they all led into each other, oh, showing nice. off them in giant detail. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's awesome and i never would have thought of yeah that. <laughs> there's a lot of those dice makers who are doing so well on instagram yeah. it's just it's it almost is like the platform is kind of built for them. well yeah like yeah like, everybody I, I, loves just looking at dice it's true so I'm, I'm a dice goblin <laughs> yeah. i mean all? like even though i can't afford like pretty much 95 percent of the handmade dice that's out there i still go and i click and i look at their store yeah yeah, Even though I, I know I can't afford I still and go and check like out their is... store. Yeah. Because sometimes they'll have like, oh, yeah, if you sign up for like our email list, we'll give you a coupon. Mm-hmm. And if the prices in the coupon match up, I could buy it. Yeah. And I don't, that all happened from seeing a post on Twitter or seeing a picture on Instagram. Yeah. I went, I followed the links and I went <laughs> ended up at their store. And mm-hmm. so it's like it, it, it goes to prove, even though I know I can't afford it, it still is effective. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hundred. It's always there in the back of your mind. You're yeah, thinking about that one set that stood out to you. Hundred <laughs> percent. There's this, God help me, four hundred dollar set that I've been looking at for the oh. past. Oh. I've been looking at it for the past three weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cannot afford it. No, but I would love it. Yeah, those those pack stones. I go and look at those like maybe every other week, once mm-hmm. a week, just 
just because I don't even need them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need That's them, the, but they're so pretty. I have a warlock and he yeah. does use Eldritch Blast. It's so <laughs> tempting. Yeah. And I so think tempting. now they're offering like custom ones too. Oh, so Jesus you can get your own God dice God. style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're so um, nice looking. Well, uh, uh, let, let, let's round out this part of the show with, with a uh, question I think is pretty important. What If someone was out there right now listening to this and they're like, oh, I've thought about doing an Etsy shop. What would be your recommendation for them to do first um just set up the shop just do it shut up the shop and do like maybe one thing that you just want to do and see what happens i like that yeah just just give it a go see how you like it you know much like every other creative outlet thing that people do you just have to do the first step yeah just do the first (laughs) step that's always the hardest part it took me like three weeks to even name my shop Mm. so that's fair i get that yeah Yeah. i get that yeah (laughs) yeah And yeah. even then, like, it didn't really matter because you can change the name. <laughs> but I still was like, no. Rebranding isn't as brand. hard. <laughs> I need to know. Well, I think I think that's I think that's a really good piece of advice. Like, that's yeah. that's something that I I think is a piece of advice that goes m- through multiple creative outlets. It's just like, just do it. Yeah, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Whatever give it, it a shot. is, just give it a go. Yeah. See how you know, just dip your toes in the pool and see how it feels. Download Anchor, put an earpod in your ear while you drive to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Record a podcast. Yeah. Just like get that first step out of the way, and then everything else will seem a lot easier. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. we we are gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. do our third party spotlight. It's not a DM's Guild spotlight because it's third party spotlight, and it's Wiz's shop. Hey, hey. <laughs> so why why don't you why don't you you plug your store? Plug my store. Just just what, what what's it called? Wiz's Wondrous Items. <gasps> what can I've you heard find? people tell me that that's hard to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wiz's Wondrous... Okay, you know, it's, I think Wiz's it has the second items. half part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Wiz's Wondrous Items. Wiz's I think Wondrous it's fine. Wiz's Wondrous Items. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and you've got a, a coupon this I week? I got a coupon. You got a coupon? Um, it's actually going to be going for a while. Hey. So. <laughs> but it starts on Friday, right? Yeah. So, starts, so the date goes up. It, starts when you're listening to this. Hey. And yeah, it'll be good for like a couple months Ooh, so that's a good yeah. coupon yeah. yeah well i figure i wanted to because i'm having the giveaway starting tomorrow today too mm-hmm. so i figured like people who want to do the giveaway and then if they don't win they can you know use well, the coupon what, after what's that what's that giveaway where can they find that uh that will be all platforms oh <laughs> yeah twitter so, instagram <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna do it like i think i'm gonna try doing the instagram one where you don't have to tag people. You oh, just have God, to like and follow. You. And then anything extra you do gets you extra injuries. Brilliant. Love I it. like that. So, And then you can go to all the platforms and enter on all of them and have like a bajillion entries. And I have to keep track of all of that. So, Dear, dear creators, <laughs> please don't make me tag my friends to enter competitions. <laughs> I don't want to bug them. I get them. why, but... I do too. Yeah. But please don't make me do that. <laughs> I feel terrible every time. It, it doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> that has stopped me from literally entering a few times. Really? It has stopped yeah. me quite a few times from it's doing it because I'm just like, I don't want to do it. Or don't it's like, oh, it. simple like retweet and follow. I'm like, I can do that. But then it's like, and tag people. I'm like, 
there's some of them that have like a lot of errors. It's like, all right, follow, retweet, retweet with comment, tag a friend, like us on Facebook, go to Third Avenue at 6 p.m. and put your (laughs) thumb out, wait for a black SUV to pick you up, takes you down to. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's got too many subs. I'm just like, it does feel that way. It does feel that way. Yeah, (laughs) where it's like if you go past three bullet points for for entries for one entry. I'm like mouth. Yeah. Um, For those interested that haven't seen it at all before, uh, what do you offer on your shop? What are the kind of things? I make whatever the hell I want to (laughs) make. So there's all the book boxes. I have quite a few designs going now. I think there's five. There is five. I'm looking at it right now. And then I have. And for those that don't know, the book boxes are essentially like dice trays. But however, they're handily a box that you can close. It looks like a book, (laughs) but it's wood. Mm -hmm. Um. Got a nice little latch. It's got a little a little tray section to keep your dice in that's fully lined. Oh yeah, and you can customize it yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Lots of options. As many options as I could fit in the listing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little complicated. But it works. <laughs> so I got all the boxes. I got a hex box. Um limited edition. Yeah. Those uh, they're okay. I, I <laughs> I mean, I like them. They just haven't been selling as well as I, I like thought the, they would. I like the se- like the ma- magnetic seal on it. Yeah, like, I like I, that everybody a lot. loves magnets. Yeah. Come on, yeah, magnets are cool, yo. Yeah. They are. <laughs> How do they work? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got the dice tokens, which I think is one of the my favorite things that oh, I've yeah. made. Oh yeah, I have one. <laughs> yeah. I use it. It's constantly yeah. out and, on my table. And I I love it because I use only scrap materials to make those. I love oh. it. Yeah. So nice. that's like, like your, my recycled uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. You're like, they're like your fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fruitcake's just made with all the extra shit that you don't yeah. make in the rest of the bake. I suppose. Or like soup. Soup. <laughs> you know, my analogies pot pie. suck. Yeah, pot pie. Pot pie, you know. You know, any, any stew. <laughs> any, any food analogy. Um, yeah, and I... I, I this love is why Trevor hold. doesn't create or cook. <laughs> <laughs> and they hold every dice type. Yeah, so which is you don't so need cool. to get different tokens yeah, so for the different types of dice. It will hold the D four mm-hmm. through the D twenty. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's a it's a like a disc, um, a wood disc that's got like yeah. all the little dice carved into it, and it says "Roll me," and then you can just place any one die in yeah. there. Yeah, so it could you, be it's the buff token. So. We'll, yeah. we'll get it in. We'll get into it later. But you can be superstitious like me and leave it leave the D twenty right on the twenty, <laughs> so it fucking learns where it needs to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's great because because it fits all dice. You could have it be oh yeah, every person at the table gets one of those. So it can be mm-hmm. the DM inspiration. It That's could true. be the bardic inspiration. The yeah. bard gives like okay, you have this now. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. It which could is be pretty bless. Awesome. It could yeah. be any like buff die that you want to give. Mm-hmm. So, or in, I mean, even then, you could just use it as a like a little token reminder if you didn't want to give out the mm-hmm. dice. Um, and then I have all the soaps. Soaps. So I got some D twenty soaps. The smells are amazing. Yeah, they're all spell <laughs> spell themed. Mm-hmm. So there's mage armor. There's what Eldritch Blast, which Fireball. I think is my favorite. I love Eldritch, Eldritch Blast. Blast yeah. yeah, that has Wisteria. Ooh. I like mage armor a lot. <laughs> mage armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the leather, the sweet cherries. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I, use, I was using bark skin for a while too. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you then you have the thing that I I love and have on my car, which is the roll initiative. <laughs> Uh, license plate license frame. Break, I love it. Frame, yeah. <laughs> I've seen plenty of people point at that and get a chuckle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've had that happen too. I went, um, I took like an old car battery to be recycled. And when I 
went to the store. I had him take the battery out of my car for me. And he was like, hey, that's cool. Where can I get that? And I was like, I hate it. (laughs) Here's my card. (laughs) Please buy it. (laughs) And then you got uh, beard washes. Yeah, the beard stuff. And then, and then I like you're, the beard stuff. And then you're just getting into some dice selling. Yeah, those are the the bulk dice. Those bulk aren't dice. handmade dice yet. Yet. Oh, yet. oh spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> we're actually going to be getting into that. And I say awesome. we because I won't be making the dice. My sister will. Ah. She's the resin crafter. She, that's what she likes. That's what she knows. <laughs> I'm not really into resin. Mm. You know, if I was to make dice, I'd make them out of something else, I think. I feel you. Resin feels like stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It, it like, seems I've seen so... a lot of crafting videos on YouTube. I'm like, man, that just seems like a lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's not always what you hope for. Yeah. It it's out. a lot of waiting for that, too. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, if any of these have sounded interesting to you, uh, you can go find it on Wiz's Wondrous Items Shop on Etsy. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess you can just go to etsy.com slash store slash Wiz's Wondrous Items. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, can, you can get some cool stuff. You can get yeah. a coupon yeah. and then a giveaway and do all yep. the fun stuff. And as all always, we'll, we'll be posting links. That way it's handy dandy. You can just press one click instead of typing that all in yourself. 100% yeah. because <laughs> we like efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Everybody loves that. Everybody <laughs> does. Uh, all right, let's 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 do our, our topic too, because we have we we as as was said earlier <laughs> before recording, we've lightly skimmed over that Pathfinder yeah. Two as a thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've mentioned. I've it. mentioned you've it mentioned a few it. times. Yeah. Uh, but y- you run our Pathfinder Two game, so I think it's a really good time to talk about it mm-hmm. uh, and what we like about it and how how we feel after playing it for what was it three months now. No, we started in November. It's, it's more than that, yeah. Yeah, it's been longer than that. Wow, it has been that. I knew, I know, like we had one game before Christmas somewhere, and then there was like we waited until after the, the holiday Christmas. hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the holiday hiatus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To like really get into it. Yeah. But I yeah, think we've before been, it was just a session zero last yeah. year. We've been, we we've, we've been playing for a bit though. I, I I feel comfortable in saying I know second edition now. Like yeah. I, I know the basics at least. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like I. Personally, I really like Pathfinder 2. I do too. I do like, too. Like, I, I will, if someone's like, hey, do you want to play Pathfinder 1 or 2? I'll be like, 2. Any day, Yeah, please. no, I've, <laughs> I've looked at my Pathfinder 1 books and been like, do I need you anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like 100% nothing against our old DM, Ike, because he oh, did yeah. it brilliantly in the best yeah. way I think anyone could. But it was just like the play system, my head personally couldn't wrap around it. Mm. I don't know why. I can't, my head for some reason can't handle the whole like, you have this many options available on your turn and it's specifically these things. And if you don't use this thing, you can reuse it in a different way. Mm. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I love Pathfinder 1, but it does get complicated. Yeah. It's kind of hard to get into. Yeah. yeah. And when we when we shifted over to the unchained rules, I'm like, okay, now I can do this. Yeah. yeah. I love the three action economy. Yeah. yeah. I and so, so much. Like, I love and that I they introduced like, that into two as well. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the things they've set up in Pathfinder 2 with that economy just works for that system. Oh, yeah. Like, it so, just makes sense. So, for listeners who don't know what we're talking about with the three yeah. action economy, in fifth edition, uh, you know, you have your action your move action and then if something lets you use a bonus action you can do it once which is still the most clunky sentence you can say yeah um but in second edition pathfinder it is you have three actions Mm -hmm. do whatever the hell you want yeah if you can move you can not move you can attack you could attack three times yep uh abilities and and spells have some of them have more than one 
action requirement. So like most spells require two actions mm-hmm. to do. Generally, everything you want to do takes an action unless otherwise said. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah and, and you can you can attack three <clears throat> times in one turn at level one. But, yeah. the, but the thing is, is that you take a negative to it. Yeah. So you attack once at normal. You attack the second yeah. time at negative five. You attack the third time at negative ten. Personally, mm-hmm. I think that's totally balanced with how it works out, too. Because it's like, oh, yeah. It's like if you're attacking that many times swinging wildly in a turn, it's like it's, you're going to be swinging wildly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, if you swing once, you move, and then you shield up. It's like, oh, you're you're using but, your turn around. I, I will say for the people who have only played fifth edition, you hear that negative ten and your heart stops. Oh, yeah. The numbers are a bit bigger in in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Like right yeah. now we're level 4? Four? 4? Yeah, we're yeah. level yeah, yeah, 4. Yeah, four. Yes, and four. I, I, I swing for a plus 11. <laughs> yeah, like right now, yeah, that's what my spellcasting is too. It's, it's plus 10 in there. And yeah. it's like, okay, so, uh, hmm. <laughs> but that's the thing with Pathfinders, like their their number growth, it's, 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 it's not exponential because that's like the crazy like immediate growth part of it. But mm-hmm. what, it's, what, it's, what is it called when it's just a straight line? Diagonal. That's a good question. I have no idea. I don't remember. I'm not a math, you know, Listen, teacher. We just but... we just make stories here. <laughs> Tell people to but roll dice and make it all. That's kind of how Pathfinder rolls. Is where it's like it's not exponential. Where it's kind of like uh, Pathfinder One was, where it's like all of a sudden you're level like 15 yeah, and you're is... adding like 30. Yeah. Where it's like in this one, I feel like because your proficiency is like your level, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's essentially every time you level up, it goes up that one tick. So it's more like a straight graph as opposed to an exponential curved one. Gradient. Mm-hmm. Mm, no. I still don't. Think I, don't right. no. I don't know. Whatever. We're not you, math eighth people. grade math. Anyways. Um. <laughs> so I feel like. That's another thing it has for me personally over Pathfinder 1 is that the numbers aren't, they don't feel exponential. Yeah. It definitely scales better. I yeah. Because in, in the first edition, it really is exponential. There's like a your first, what, three, four levels for most classes mm-hmm. where you're just kind of waiting until your levels <laughs> higher so that you can actually do stuff. And then there's a point where if and you're not you adding like 32, you're behind. Up, yeah, <laughs> yeah, up into the ceiling and you're just like doing all the things. It, yeah, it's like strange. at the end of at the end of Pathfinder First Edition, it was like, "All right, let's roll stealth." Allie adds thirty two. I did, yeah. 32. And I add <laughs> three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the huge difference. We're the same level, and it's like, <laughs> why do I even roll? <laughs> What's the point? And then my fee allowed you to not have to roll. Yeah, <laughs> I both good. liked and didn't like that. I do really like the specialization in Pathfinder. I, I, I think I think specialization can come without such a large gap. Right, which is what second edition does better. Yes. Yes. Uh, like and I I think like D D fifth edition made me realize that where it's just like, hey, someone who has a plus five versus someone who has a plus eight, that's actually a pretty big gap. It's a huge mm-hmm. gap, yeah. Um and so then when we yeah, when we had a thirty point gap, that was uh, <laughs> It's a more like, noticeable gap. A little bit more noticeable, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do, I do really enjoy second edition more than I thought I was going to, honestly, mm-hmm. because when I first got the book, I mean, I was sitting there kind of laughing a lot because I'm like, "There's so much fourth edition in here. Mm-hmm. There is so much ridiculous amount of fourth edition in here from D and D." And it does feel like that, doesn't and it? And it does, yeah. but in a good way. It, like the things that you like from stuff forth. that worked. Yeah, because you know? that and, and that's what I was worried about is that we were going to get back to like fourth edition levels of like, okay, well everybody's just you know freaking Superman and everything. But it's <laughs> it's not. They're they're Superman 
in their own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I am I am a rouge. <laughs> I'm the rogue. And like I'm Superman at like stealthing and thieving. Mm-hmm. But if you had me lift something, <laughs> I'm screwed. And that didn't really come up in fourth edition because it played more like a board game. Yeah. Not very often did you get the chance to like use your strength for something outside of just attacking. Yeah. So I think because it's got this nice combination of fourth edition tactic or not fourth edition abilities mm-hmm. with the role playing of what an RPG should have, mm-hmm. it kind of balances itself out. In a weird way, this feels like what fourth edition should have been. Hmm. Where like when they went from that 3.5 to fourth, like this is probably what it should have been. Cause this is like all the role playing and all the character customization and all those number crunching that you'd want. But in fourth edition, they just completely surpassed like any of the concept outside of combat. Yeah. Which is oh, what yeah. turned a lot of people off of fourth edition to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like this is what it should have been. It probably would have okay. saved D and D a little bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, and the, so you was, you have been converting, Curse of the Crimson Throne. You're doing the miraculous job of bringing this to the table. (laughs) It actually hasn't been that hard. And that's what I wanted to ask you. It's not as hard as I thought it would be. Like, I was super nervous going in, like, even considering it. Like, um, there's some other podcasts I listen to that are running uh, second edition stuff, and they're converting it. One is a Nothing Ventured, Nothing Gamed. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good title. (laughs) That is a really (laughs) good title. Um, And so I asked him, like... How easy is it to do? Is it going to be a lot of work? What are some tips you have for converting? And they really helped me out, like, get the confidence to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's it's worked out pretty well. That's good. Yeah. It, like, Most of what I'm doing is, like, reskinning things. Oh, that, like, that's great. reskinning monsters. Like, I'll just look up similar stats in second edition mm-hmm. and be like, oh, it's kind of like this one, but it'll be this instead. Uh, that That's essentially what I do whenever I run into something in fifth edition that I'm like... Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with this. I, I I know what I want it to be, but I don't. There's no stats for that, and I don't want to sit here and make it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just find the nearest thing that's close to that, and it's that's worked out pretty well. And honestly, for the Crimson Throne game, would not have ever guessed. Really? Yeah. Legit. Yeah. Would honestly, not have guessed. doing a good job. There. Yeah, you you're are, doing yeah. a really good job. Yeah, I think there's only one monster that I actually had to make, and that was the Rakshasa. Nice. Yeah, because they didn't have the Rakdvarna one, the little. Sword dagger one. Oh yeah. yeah. The dagger became a snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> and here we were at the table, like I know Trevor was too like we didn't know that Rakshasas could be more than just, you know, the backwards hand cat people. They can <laughs> it's a whole race. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, they got all different kinds. Yeah. Like like when, when you have it's the a character, category. Yeah. When you have the character say, Oh, it's a Rakshasa, like both Allie and I had this look just like something's fucky. <laughs> Wait, are what? you telling me a man just came out of that knife? <laughs> It's like no, it's still a snake. It's still the size of a knife. It's still the size of a knife. Yeah, tiny little snake. Okay, cool. I can I can get that now. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why a man just came out of that knife, killed me that hard. But fuck it, hey, that's so good. That's almost as funny as what Dusty had said. You just stabbed me with a snake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good times. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm I'm having I'm having a lot of fun with second edition and mm-hmm. like I I it is making me notice one thing that is disappointing about player side of fifth edition, which I don't have a good solution for, but it's still not something that's gonna make me be like, oh I, I don't like fifth edition anymore. It's the fact that 
every time I've leveled up so far in Pathfinder, I've been like, oh, this is sick. Oh, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get that. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Whereas in like in fifth edition, it's like, all right, you've leveled up. This is what I, you get. I got some yeah. health and I can do this. Maybe. <laughs> Almost nothing's changed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's definitely the one thing about how streamlined fifth edition is, is because it's streamlined because it's kind of a one track situation. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. sure, you get those like three or four or five options, depending on what class you pick to go down. But once you go down that path, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I still think that. In 5th edition, you can have vastly different characters of the oh, same yeah. class and everything like that. But I do think it takes longer. Like, I think if we had two rogues in this Pathfinder game, mm-hmm. we would look completely different. Oh, you could look so like, different. Mm-hmm. I'm a, and immediately, too. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I'm a get-go. rogue that casts spells. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've taken... The the sorcerer dedication, I've taken a few rogue things that help with spells and everything like that. And so I'm very different from someone who is like, oh, I'm going to go straight assassin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are more differences between them than what would be in 5th edition, which is something I really do like. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it This feels more like what people during 1st edition Pathfinder were trying to tell me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, yeah. oh, there's so much customization. I'm like, yeah, but it's also buried under all this shit. <laughs> there's yeah. also a lot of customization. There was a lot, and it was kind of specific. Yeah. Like, yeah. you, it did take a little longer to get there. Mm-hmm. Like with it, it, there was like um, so many feet buys, buy-ins. Where... Yeah, and you had to take a very specific route to get to what you wanted. And this, like, yeah. you kind of just be like, I'm going to take this now. Like, like the... I'm going to take that. Where in a weird <laughs> way, fine. because of you wanted that efficiency, because again, Pathfinder 1 was that exponential growth. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you did need to look for the efficient yeah. route. You, if, yeah. if you missed out on the level to p- start picking up the feet to go down this road, you were screwed. Like, yeah. like a first feat might be something that's just like, all right, um, you can shoot without, you can shoot near your allies without getting a negative four as long as it is the third Sunday of March at 6 p.m. And then like the next feat would be like, it doesn't have to be March anymore. Yeah. And then the next feat would be like, it doesn't have to be Sunday anymore, but it still has to be 6 p.m. And it's like, what? <laughs> it was like, there was so many things you had to buy into mm-hmm. to actually get a cool feat. Yeah. Whereas like in second edition Pathfinder, like some of the ones from the get go are just cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, we've had to house rule a couple things because it's like, like my nimble dodge. Right. Where it's like nimble dodge in as it's read is like, you have to say you're going to nimble dodge before you even get attacked. It's like readying a uh, opportunity attack. Yeah. Yeah. So you also then don't know what the role is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The only way you're going to get attacked. (laughs) So so we we basically house rule it to act more like shield. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does you know a lesser buff to it. But still, that's a level one thing. Mm -hmm. And like, there's also like uh, the the twin parry and stuff at level one. That is just it's cool from the get go. And I think that's what I'm really loving about that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in second edition, it's easier in general to be really creative during combat Mm -hmm. it's not just like i go and cast a spell or i go and hit things you're like even i think the first fight tara went in was like can i push him down the stairs oh yeah yeah. (laughs) and it was like yeah go ahead make a strength attack push him down the stairs he tumbles backwards 
And it still falls in like the the action economy because it's like, yeah, that counts as an action yeah, that's an and action. it counts as an attack. An so attack, if you want to so attack again, it. you yeah. get a minus five or with your case, minus four or whatever she does. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it still fell in the three action economy, even mm-hmm. though it was out of like the regular concept of what an action would be. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, for Pathfinder 1, it's like you're going to attack or you're not. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. I, I enjoy early level fifth edition with new players yeah because it feels like they're trying to always do more and so we get more interesting stuff out of it whereas if you're playing early levels with veterans it's i go up and hit them mm-hmm. yeah all right i shoot the spell at them i always tell p- kids like when they come to the the <clears throat> bookstore i'm like okay if you've never played before that's totally fine just mm-hmm. tell me what you want to do yeah and mm-hmm. then i can tell you how you can do that yeah yeah well, I think that's why, like, in Tyranny of Dragons, you and I have just been spicing up everything we do. Everything. Because it's <laughs> otherwise it would just be so boring <laughs> with what we were saying. Because yeah. we don't have a lot of stuff at, at first level. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> But I, I, I do really enjoy what's going on with second edition so far. I'm interested to see how I feel at, like, level 12. Mm-hmm. Because I know that was where... In first edition pathfinder it really started to get like this is getting too ridiculous for me with with, with like the power creep and then like if yeah. anything needed to make a will save ever it will pass <laughs> because that's just how the numbers ended up being that's another thing the way the crits and crit fails work that's being true 10 above or 10 below i'm really like it, digging that it makes like it makes your your numbers and your specialization matter more. That is true. And rely less on the dice roll. That which is I know true. some people like. I I'm kinda eh about it. <laughs> but but yeah, so so for again for listeners that are only playing fifth edition, the crit rules in second edition Pathfinder are pretty different. Like you still crit uh on a twenty. But mm-hmm. technically. But <laughs> you still have to hit what the number would be there's like stages of success that you can Mm -hmm. have and stages of failure technically like i don't think i don't think there is an auto hit anymore is there uh no i don't believe so yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, so if something is just that beefy and armored you could just miss on a crit Mm -hmm. but something else could happen instead but the Mm -hmm. other way that you can crit is by getting 10 above what that target number is yeah uh but the same way works in crit fails where if you are 10 below you critically fail and things now have uh, degrees of success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you might read a spell that's like, uh, I think it's Ray of Frost does this. It's like if you succeed, uh, they get hit for one d four plus your spellcasting modifier. Yeah. If you critically succeed, you do that, and their uh, speed is slowed. Okay, that's something yeah. I want to point out is that in the spells, it there's such a small chance of it. Like, oh, it just does nothing now. Like even yeah. if unless you cr- critically fail a lot of the times, even if they succeed, something still happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that with spells, because if you completely fuck up on your spell, that feels like such a waste because yeah. you wasted a, your action. You wasted your spell slot. And it's just like, well, there goes my turn. That's true. Yeah. Whereas like now it's like, oh, yeah, if they fail, this still happens. And if they critically fail, this still happens. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do feel like that is sort of similar to fourth edition with dailies. Like yeah. a large majority of dailies back in fourth edition had, if you miss this, this isn't still wasted. happens. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. yeah. Or this still happens. Like, and I, and I always like that. Cause like, you know, everybody held onto their fucking dailies. <laughs> Don't blow the dailies. <laughs> Don't blow the dailies. <laughs> Save it for the boss. Um, and so if you missed with a daily, like it was even more crushing. I Like, I think you would have to spend 
all three spells or uh, all three actions and half your spell slots to get the amount of disappointment you would have in fourth edition yeah. by missing a daily. No, I mean there's actually a lot of spells that my bard has where it's like, oh yeah, if they critically succeed on their save, your focus spell point isn't used and you just you it's like as if it never happened. That's I'm like, great. Oh, okay, so I can try again next turn. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um well we we're gonna we're gonna move over to listener questions in a second, but anybody wanna say any last things about second edition? Um, I really enjoy it. <laughs> if you like fifth edition and you've been like you, you like the simplicity of fifth edition, but you wanted a different RPG, Pathfinder Two E is, I think, honestly, a good RPG to that. go for. Like, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to. I know there's some people that are freaking out that it's going to replace. Like, oh, if I look at this, I'm not going to want to play fifth edition more. No, I don't think. <laughs> no. I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's a problem. Oh gosh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, no, you can totally play both. <laughs> what about you? Was it anything? No, Last I think thing? that's it. All right, mm-hmm. but yeah, we like it. Play it. Find it out. It's good stuff. Um, all right. We're going to go over to some listener questions. And we got two of them this week. We got it from Ryan and Aaron. So let's go hey over. Guys. Hello. <laughs> uh, so Ryan Fitzgerald says, uh, so my question is, how do you make gold slash currency important to the party? I don't like to keep track of equipment like arrows or components needed for spells. So how do I make gold slash currency valuable? Uh, this is for my long campaign I'm building. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my, mine is probably like the least wanted answer. So I guess I'll go first. Uh, I have magic items available for shop. Like you can buy them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use several DMs guilds, like determining the price of things. Well, I use one. So that way the prices are consistent, but it, it's, it makes it so that way. Oh yeah. They just got like 200 gold at this <laughs> dungeon because that happens a lot in pre-written mm-hmm. campaigns too, where they're like, Oh yeah, they got like 400 gold. It's like, wow, that is a ton <laughs> of gold. Okay. Um, sure. What are they going to use it on? And the game doesn't provide anything for them to use that all that money true. on. That is true. The pre- I didn't really think about that. Pre-written campaigns do not give you anything to spend gold yeah. on ever. So something that's super d- d- is simple. There, is there any in Curse of Crimson Throne? It gives you some days off. Well, no, I mean, like, I, I don't mean, like, time to do it. I mean, like... Oh, like, they, specific things? Yeah, they don't like, ever... Like, I can't think of a time really. I've read a pre-written campaign that's been like, they can spend gold on this. Yeah, because it's like, why are they getting this gold? So they have gold. Are they dragons? Are they hoarding it? What yeah. are they doing with this it? Was a, this is a glass-shattering moment, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Like, I'm broken for a, yeah. for a second. So huh. I, I like to provide them opportunities to use that large amount of gold all at once. So it's like potions oftentimes like even the the smallest potion the regular health potion of healing it's like 50 gold mm-hmm. and then it goes up from there so it's like if they wanted to get the bigger potions it actually has an impact on their gold purse so it's like now do do you do you pick what stuff they can buy from or do they look through the book and like i want to buy this i present to them a catalog if they go to a specific shop they're like oh um i want to go to a jeweler shop i'm like okay so i look up the a few magic like rings or magic amulets and i'm like here's what's in there Mm -hmm. i don't say here's the dmg choose what you want okay i kind of go through by the rarity and uh I forgot which system it was. It was, I think it was Star Wars that made me realize like the rarities should be affected by like how big of a city they're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like there's, there's actually a lot of um, like supplements out there on the DMs guild. That's like, Hey, if you wanted to have a magic shop, here you are. And so I would honestly just look at those because they do crunch the numbers for you. And as long as you keep it consistent, because your players will pick up on it. Be like, this was 600 gold before. <laughs> and now it's like 3000. 
That's <laughs> so, so even demand. Yeah. <laughs> Supply and demand. E- even though I just shit all over Pathfinder First Edition, I'm gonna bring it up real quick because they did something cool. There's yeah. a splat book that they had where every spread was a new magic shop. That's cool. And like mm-hmm. it had a different like aesthetic to it, like bricks and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And then it had like the the person that runs it, they had the image of it, and then it had everything they have to sell. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I would love to see mm-hmm. something like that. And plus that gives you a lot of opportunity, especially if you're doing a long game, like mm-hmm. and they have a home base kind of city. Present some shopkeepers that they would remember. Yeah. Ones that they either yeah. don't like going to, but it's the most one that they have to go to every time, like the potion shop. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, he's the annoying halfling who it's like, ah, I don't want to deal with these guys. They're adventurers. I don't like adventurers. Even though they're a potion shopkeep. I you know, you can have fun NPCs that way. I swear to God, I have made more shopkeep NPCs on the fly than any other NPC ever. <laughs> and your players will remember them. Oh, they will. <laughs> and it's it's a great opportunity to flex your, your RPing muscles there too. My favorite <laughs> one was an old gnome woman who was stoned and she ran a, a, <laughs> an herbal shop. <laughs> I, my favorite shop NPC is actually Broad of the Sage from Hi. the Neverwinter MMO. I, I play her as a kind of essentially like my grandma where she was kind of <laughs> like, she's She's just grumpy and gives a lot of dirty jokes. She does. Good. Perfect. Yep. Uh, she insinuates a lot and Good. the players love her. <laughs> what was you just had, I know we just had this in our game where it's like, Oh, we weren't at the right, like gold efficiency or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I still wasn't sure exactly how to go about that. And the pre-written campaigns for Pathfinder do really bad job of telling you when and where to give things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, in this, it was kind of like, you got a whole bunch of gold kind of in the beginning. And then there was like this big long period where you weren't really getting anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like, wait a second, they are way behind where they should be. And so in this little dungeon section, I just put a whole bunch of loot. <laughs> there was a lot of gold. <laughs> just all the loot in one place. <laughs> and now you're caught up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, so what, what would you say is like. Like I, making gold valuable. Mm-hmm. What do you have any thoughts in there of like what to do to like help out with that? Well, in second edition, they've kind of changed the value yeah. of all the currency, so gold means a lot more than mm-hmm. it used to. Um, because they would just give it away in first edition. <laughs> well, I <laughs> really so so you did one where there was there was a house drake. Uh, mm-hmm. That somebody had captured and they were like right. treating it like shit. And my character was like, "Hey, uh, how much do you want for that?" And you were like, 60 gold." And I was like, like, "Fuck, fuck. I don't have 60 <laughs> like gold. that's a lot of money." But the thing is, though, that that was a really cool way to do it, even if you didn't mean to, because now I've constantly thought each game, like, I need to get 60 gold because my wife wants that Drake. <laughs> yeah. So like, just just putting something just out of reach monetarily mm-hmm. has made me be like. I need to give me some gold. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. the the fun part would be finding the balance of that because it's like you got to make sure not to give them a ton of gold so that way it's like you constantly have to put those things in the game yeah. mm-hmm. to make it so it's like, oh yeah, you just got 300 gold. Okay, well shit, now they have 300 gold. So how are they going to want to spend that? So wait, are, <laughs> are you saying not to Tom Nook them? <laughs> yes. Don't, don't Tom Nook them. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that would be the best. I want to do that now. Uh, but like I think that's the key is that you got to find that balance of how much you give them so that way you're not constantly putting things on display for them to want to buy. My answer is super lazy. 
Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> gold yeah. almost means fucking nothing in my games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, that's reasonable, though, because a lot of times players don't find gold as a reward anymore. They find leveling up as a reward now. Well, like, yeah. like for, for Curse of Strahd, that was really hard because there's literally nowhere to buy anything. There's, no, there's nothing to buy. There's yeah. It was buy. so hard. Like, why is there a currency in Barovia? Yeah. <laughs> it was just to put Strahd's face on there. Let's yeah, be real. That's all yeah. it was. I just found another place to put his face mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Yep. Uh, but like currently in my Golden Pals game, um, gold essentially means something to one person and that's Uthal so he can open more bars. Yep. <laughs> He he's found he's found his calling and he I think they have Barkeep. <laughs> I think they have three bars now. Yeah, Waterdeep, Neverwinter, and Cholt. I was gonna say there's one in Cholt, right? Yeah, there's yeah. one in Cholt. Yeah. It makes it a chain, doesn't it? It is. It yeah. is a chain of fine spirits. It gives them all very detailed instructions on how to act like ghosts. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Because only one of them currently actually has a ghost working in it. <laughs> I they met a ghost recently and St. James was immediately like, was first hey. like, hey, I got a job if you're interested. <laughs> so that's current. Like, I, I guess, like, there's been a few times where um, a couple of my players like, hey, I think we should try and get these magic items. Mm-hmm. And what I'll do is if it's, like, uncommon or lower, if if they're in a city, they can find it. Yeah. If it's over that, that's when I use my, my fate rolls yeah where i'm just like higher low and then i roll and i'm like yeah they got it or yeah, they don't got it kind of what i was talking about earlier like getting inspiration from that star wars fantasy games mm-hmm. like system where they're like oh yeah you can find a lightsaber but only in the biggest of like the the best places ever and only if they perhaps have it that's yeah. how mm-hmm. rare this and thing it's is broken. Yeah. yeah and it's dumb yeah. <laughs> whereas like you want a knife <laughs> Are you on this back alley planet that has sharp edges? Surprise. There's one in your back. <laughs> it <Yeah>. was free. <laughs> you get to keep it now. You got, bl- you got blood on it. Um, so it's like uh, that's that concept of what the Star Wars games did kind of like motivated me to, to adjust that yeah. for D&D items too. The, I, I think where I got on this path of not really caring about gold meaning something to the players came from the fact that just like Ryan here. I don't care about ammo and I don't care about spell components. Same. Yeah. And once you remove those, it's really hard to get people to care about it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. but at the same time, like it does it, it depends on like what game you guys want to play. Like if you want to play the inventory management game, you totally can. Mm-hmm. I love Resident Evil 4. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I like I totally get like Having like okay, I've got this many arrows. All right, I've shot this one. All right, I didn't even break. No, okay, okay. Well, I'm still gonna have to buy some next time I'm in there. So like, you know, having that consciously there, and especially with the spell components, holy crap! Yeah, there's some spell components that personally you, I like to go through and like say, yeah, you do need that. Did you know that fireball requires guano? <laughs> yeah. Um, did you know if you have a focus or component pouch, you don't, can ignore those? <laughs> yeah. Like, so if if you're gonna like, I know in Critical Role, uh, from the little bit that I've listened, Matt Mercer makes them care about that stuff. And it has been kind of cool to hear that, but it's also a whole group of people who are invested in doing that and like are putting that as part of the story. They've also waylaid a lot of the RP to get those items, though, because I remember seeing one time where it's like, how could they have cast that spell? And he's like, oh, well, after the fact, we just took away the gold from their from their pouch mm. and we just said that they had it. It's mm. like 
There you go. So, so yeah, that, that's like a good balance where it's just like it's there for when it's fun and it's not for when it's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which like is fine. personally, when it comes to the spell components, because spellcasters <clears throat> can get pretty, pretty beefy pretty quick. I like to say third levels and lower. Like you don't need the the spell cost when it comes to the spells because chromatic orb is a fun spell and getting fifth that fifty gold diamond oh. to just cast it that's a lot for a first oh. level spell um, and no party is gonna be like yeah we're gonna dump fifty gold fifty of all of our gold and so you can cast one spell it's like no no, no. one spell <laughs> once maybe yeah so it's like. The only times I ever say like, oh yeah, spell components, you do need to actually cough up the gold for it is because when it's above third level and it has a price on it, if it doesn't have a price on it, fuck it, don't yeah. care about it. But then it's like, oh yeah, this like revivify spell costs a hundred dollars, like a hundred gold diamond that needs to be used when you use the spell. That's actually a factor in our game mm-hmm. because in my game, revivifying and like returning back from the dead is a little bit different than the normal thing. Did you see in the the Taldori book? There's actually Matt did a thing about like different rules for coming back to life. I did not, but yeah. uh, I remember hearing about that yeah. with the campaign one about how but we I, used to I, do, treat it differently. I do like that you do that because then, because in our, our first edition Pathfinder game, we went down like death didn't mean much a lot. Yeah, because yeah. that's also a fun way to make death more meaningful too. Is like yeah. if you have to actually literally pay for it. it yeah, I still love that moment where I realize I'm like, oh god, if if he dies, that's it. He's gone. His soul goes to another plane of existence. And, yeah. and Ike's face just like, oh shit. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but Ryan, I I think what we're gonna come down to what it sounded like is talk to your table. Read the table. <laughs> read the table. Yeah, read the table. Like talk, talk to talk to your group and see what they want gold to mean. Yeah. Um, I should probably do that because I think they probably want it to mean more than bars. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially with where I'm planning on taking this adventure, it might be interesting to make gold mean something. <laughs> yeah, we'll, definitely. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so our second question comes from Aaron, and I've been excited all week to answer this <laughs> <laughs> because and it's in it's good question, but also because Wiz is here, and we've had conversations about this. <laughs> so Aaron writes, since your next episode is going to be on Friday the thirteenth, I feel it appropriate to ask what dice superstitions you have. Do you believe in dice jail? Are you okay with players touching your dice if they uh, need extra ones? Uh, do you switch sets if you're rolling poorly early on, and do you roll the ones you chose as they say, <laughs> or what? Do you roll with the one you chose as they say? I don't know. I don't know that part. But oh, I can hmm. answer what that means. Oh, what's that? So mean? Uh, my friend Taylor, she goes through her entire dice bag, which has like forty sets of dice in it before each game, and then she I'd chooses six sets of dice or like four sets of dice, and then those are the ones that she has. Good lord! And so that's what. Probably what Aaron means when she's saying like, "Oh, the ones that you chose." Yeah, just uh, with what you picked out for that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I know at least for Wiz and I, we do not like other people touching our dice. <laughs> do not roll my dice. Don't touch my dice. Not roll. Them. Like every every time I'm at the bookstore, 
and I'm behind my screen and someone's like, oh, I'm casting fireball. I need some D6s. And everyone just starts throwing them dice. I'm like, what are you doing? No, stop it. Uh, uh, just roll it that many times. I don't care. Oh, ah. I'm only okay with that if it's sets that I'm not really using anymore. You know, you gotta have you gotta have the sets for like all your different characters. Yeah, no. Right? I get and if I'm not playing that character anymore and I'm not gonna play them, I'm like, here, you can that's fine. You, you that's can use like, my leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm over here like, oh, you need a D8? Here's my metal one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, no, you, I just you, pass them You out. are very generous with yeah. it. And like both, both was I was like, oh, ooh, uh, ooh. <laughs> that one doesn't quite bother me. I tend to see it like if I got bad luck for some reason, that's on me. <laughs> so so yeah. what, what would you say is your dice superstition? Uh, I think I have like the least amount of dice superstition out there. Oh, really? I really, my dice, I leave them on whatever number they'd last rolled or sometimes oh if the God. box moves, they get, they just stay there. I leave them in the dice tray that I just rolled them in. I don't like put them back, even though I should, cause it makes things more organized. Um, I let people touch my dice. I let people use my dice mid game as well. It's not like, oh yeah, you can borrow this set. And if they need to borrow a set, I let them borrow it. Um, let me think. What else? You're, you are my Rick O'Connell to Eddie in, in The Mummy. Like, I've got necklaces of dice trying to fend off different religions. And I'm just like, <laughs> you can just shoot him with a gun or just have him face him a cat if that works. Whatever works, man. Um, I don't use particular set. Like, the only thing I guess that's the most superstitious is I use particular sets for particular things. Like, I use, oh. but that's more so for feel. And I'm very aesthetic when it comes to like my <laughs> aesthetic oriented when it comes to my characters. So it's like so, if you're casting yeah. a spell, you use this set. If you're yeah, like okay. if I have a, a rich kind of character, I like to use like rich colors, like a royal purple or emerald green. Yeah. Or it's like mm -hmm. if I'm using just like a, an orphan who's just like totally like I don't care about anything. I just use like a black set of dice and a, and a muddy blue. And it's like I like that. But that's just me theming. That's not really mm -hmm. a superstition. Yeah. And then I use metal dice when I DM and. Uh, acrylic we, dice when I play. We discussed this recently. Hmm. We have the opposite. Yeah. I don't think, again, that's superstition. I think that's just how I feel because I will not use metal dice when I'm playing, though. I guess that is something. Mm. I don't know exactly where it stems from, but that's my only mm. thing. Mm. I just won't use metal dice when I'm playing. Was, was, what, what are your dice superstitions? Um, Mainly just the touching one? Yeah. Well, it's fine if they touch them, but I don't <laughs> like them rolling. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. That's fair. We should clear. Yeah, it's rolling. Yeah. And, I'm going to go a little further. I have dice box superstitions, too. I don't oh. like other people rolling in my dice box. Mm. Oh. And when I make a dice box, I make a point to not roll it in before I send it to the person. <laughs> it's theirs. I oh, know wow. I should roll in it. Huh. Yeah. I, that is that is I an interesting one. I think actually a stronger like superstition for me than the actual dice themselves. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I hadn't thought about that. Kyle is just a whore then. <laughs> <laughs> you want to use my dice box? You want to use my dice box? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has so many of them. <laughs> he likes to collect the dice boxes and he, the dice. Hey, he, he, he's, he's a stylish man. <laughs> um, yeah, let's... Oh, God. Let's see what dice superstitions I have. Yeah, don't roll my dice. I will leave them on a 20 to be like, just remember how that feels. Yeah. Um, I mean, you need it, so... Yeah. 
Yeah. You know. In case that hasn't been picked up yet, Trevor is a man who pours very poorly. Who rolls very poorly. I'm, I yes. pour very poorly. Yeah. You, you roll very poorly yeah, more whatever, often than not. That's why I got a cure because I tried using a Mr. Coffee and it just went everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's see. I do I do that one. Uh, I do have the whole like, oh, no, this set is for this character. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and, but again, like textual thing, like when I'm a DM, I like using the, the plastic dice. Mm-hmm. When I'm a player, I like using the metal dice. Except for Hero, who's using those plastic ones because they've been rolled really nice with They them. have been rolled <laughs> really nice. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fucking with that. Um, Tara, I know, is a big fan of Dice Jail. Uh, mm-hmm. My roommate Taylor is as well. She, I have straight up made her a Dice Jail, actually. Um, and it's hilarious because she constantly will throw dice in there. And then if one of our other players are rolling terribly, she's all like, do you mind? And they're like, no, go for it. She takes their dice and throws in the dice jail too. Because <laughs> she believes in the, the quality of the whole table, yeah. not just herself. There, <laughs> there was a... I've, I once saw a dice, a, a D20 flip my wife off. <laughs> she was playing. She rolled a two for the sixth time in a row. Oh, and God. she chucked it over her shoulder and it landed on a one. Yep. <laughs> just like... Boom! Right there. Um, so yeah, she 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 believes in like the dice jail, the fuck off pile, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. She she's a big fan of that. She will yeet a die. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the the other thing that I will do that I've been doing recently, I'll talk to my dice. Just have a have a little powwow with them. Yeah, you so do like, talk to them. Yeah, just like, like hey, working. you know, you just maybe don't do that. <laughs> don't be a dick tonight. <laughs> I'll talk to him every now and then if it's like a really dire circumstance or it's like, I really, I really just need one good roll uh-huh. right now. I don't need any other time. Just right now. Yeah. yeah I, actually, I just realized a lot of people heard that on, on our game yeah. <laughs> that we played where I was yeah. talking to them. I was like, let's be cool. <laughs> be cool, man. Be cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like, I'm not very superstitious. I, I'm I'm like moderately superstitious outside mm-hmm. of the game, but I feel like I'm way more superstitious in D and D than I am with most other things. Yeah, I'm like totally not superstitious at yeah. all. Yeah, like <laughs> except with that few things. Like I will walk under a ladder, but there's yeah. that moment of like, and then I'll go. <laughs> that, I don't have that feeling. I'll in fact do it. Like my dad is really superstitious, so if he's on a ladder, <laughs> I will walk under the ladder, and he'll be like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, I, like I, I, I have, I have the the inclinations. Like I think about them as it's happening, but like I, there's very few that I I react yeah, on. I think that's more so because it's ingrained yeah. in us through society. Yeah, to reflect on the bad luck concept. Yeah, it, it it's kind of the thing. It was just like, no, it's the dice that are wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, one of my favorite classes going through college was like the probability classes. Like those are like, hey. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this concept, so it's like, well, no matter what, it's like your 50-50 shot of it's going to be bad or good. Does it depend on you? So it's like, <laughs> that's I why know. I keep have rolling seen, the same dice. Have they seen me roll dice? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only way I've gotten better, and I, there's no explanation for it, is I just roll it differently now. Yeah. I shake it in my hand, and then I just you drop just it drop into it. the tray. Yeah. And somehow, it's working for me. Mm. And I'm not going to question it. It's working. Whatever. It's always funny as a DM because um, I notice those little things. Um, I've noticed Taylor has started rolling dice differently now. Oh, really? I don't know when she started doing that, but it's like, I don't know. She shifted immediately and I'm starting to notice like when other players also change the rolling style. I don't know if they're doing it consciously or what, but. <laughs> I, I, I Did they I, get a new tray? 
No. <laughs> She's had the same tray for like yeah. a year. <laughs> I know Ike changed his when he got that long oh, skinny yeah. tray. He's oh, yeah. He, like, had to, he, he looks like, like he's throwing craps. He, yeah, he does. <laughs> he like, yeah, he like shoots it down the tray. And the tray's like eight inches long. I, just, I Oh, man. I really need to pay attention the next time he rolls 2d6. Because if they both come up as ones, I'm just going to go, snake ass. Yeah. <laughs> didn't he roll last time where it's like and it didn't even roll it just kind of slid yeah yes. <laughs> he rolled it and it just yeah, onto he a only three. uses the metal dice mm-hmm. and sometimes they are just that heavy hey with, yeah, with how much are. he spent on those and how long he waited for them I don't blame him for only rolling those yeah we, yeah. in fact he, he still is like I can't buy new dice <laughs> <laughs> and it's been how many years now since oh, he got that oh it's been a while set? it's that, been a long time that was the was it Chessex that did that one there was the Pathfinder one. You no, know, Pathfinder. Those are um, Q Workshop. Q Workshop. That's mm. right. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I can't think of any other dice superstitions. I know there's. I know I've got plenty of them, but it, you know, it, it makes me feel better about my bad rolls. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. Is it makes me feel like no, it's not you. That's a terrible human being. It's the dice. <laughs> it's just random happenstance. It's, just it's all random, random probability. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh, like that's... the rest of life. <laughs> <laughs> as you do <laughs> said like a true lich um uh so that's that's all the uh, listener questions we've got for this week if you'd like to send in your own questions you can send that to difficulty class at yeah. gmail.com uh but before we do that outro was thank you for coming thank, thank you for so being much. on the show yeah. it's been Thanks a lot for fun. Having me. It was really fun yeah awesome. it's been in the works for a while i know <laughs> we saying it was gonna happen but then we we're like oh well I, I i like that it is it is in celebration of first sale yeah, a year ago big. happy shop anniversary happy there. shop anniversary oh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so we are going to tweet out a bunch of stuff uh for her so you can mm-hmm. go check that out and uh get some good deals and get some good giveaways and yeah. have a lot of fun mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. well that was our show for this week. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to support it, the best way to do that is by leaving a review on your service of choice, as well as telling your friends about the show. If you'd like your questions, advice, or stories read on the show, send them into difficultyclass at gmail.com. If you'd like to stay up to date on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at difficultyclass and on Instagram at difficultypodcast. And if you'd like to keep up to date with Occult Wiz as well, that is our Twitter handle, <laughs> at Occult Wiz. So there you yes. go. Um, and so until next week, don't get killed by a lich. Thank you.